Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss the Avengers, the Avengers, and the Avengers. I don't want to waste one minute. Let's get right into it. All right, man, we're back. It's been a long time. A lot of things have happened. Like eight holidays. We did Passover. We did Good Friday. Easter. We did, uh, you know, um, we're a mixed uh, religion family, mixed religion atheist family. So we did all of them, and none of them in, in <sighs> some ways. So good. I love all. I love all the candy, the gifts. Zelda wrote a letter to the Easter Bunny. Oh. We had to celebrate early. We had because we had to leave on Easter Sunday to go back from our uh, from Laura's uh, uh, parents' house, and so she was like, "Easter Bunny, can you come early?" Which is beautiful and sad. Oh. Little does she know. She also thinks the Easter Bunny is the guy that we take the picture with in the mall, which is wild. We saw Bunny outside. You really convince her of anything. At this I point. No, I just kids. You know, I think she knows, but she's just like enjoying the the hoax the of it all. Yeah, I I knew about Santa like you know day one. I really had a memory of believing in Santa Claus, but I thought that the gifts would get worse if I revealed that. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, we can call it off now. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, actually, oh, you figured it out. Good. Then we can stop doing Christmas every year. I was like, I, I got to get a Sega Genesis or like, yeah. you know, there's a new Game Boy out and I I only have Pokemon Red and I need blue. So let's just keep this going. I don't know the significance of that reference, but I do know that um, I do feel like they get I feel like the holidays would get significantly worse if you base it on a lie that you had to, like, keep believing that seemed yeah. like because, like, you know, your parents are probably like. Well, you know, he really believes in Christmas and Santa Claus. And if we don't blow it out, they're just going to like wreck the dream. Yeah. But then like once you know, it's like, well, okay, so, you know, we're paying for these gifts. So we're only going to get you one thing or whatever. Capitalism is wild. <clears throat> yeah, it really is. Well, I mean, Christmas is like such an insane capitalistic holiday. It's like yeah. nuts, especially like, if you view it. I mean, you know, we didn't celebrate it when I was a kid. By the way, this is not at all what we're going to talk about today, but we did celebrate when I was a kid. So watching other people celebrate Christmas was like very eye-opening to me. Yeah. You know, it just felt crazy. All right. So the, look, let's 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 stop with all this small talk okay. and, get, and get to the important, the important thing, which is that uh, Ryan watched <laughs> <clears throat> Ryan watched 56 hours of marvel movies straight uh <laughs> over the last how many days two days three days three days of movies um the alamo draft house was doing a thing where they were showing all of them in i guess chronological order they didn't show the um they didn't show the edward norton hulk right oh they absolutely showed the edward oh they norton. did <laughs> okay okay Wait, so here's okay yeah happened. so we, we need i need to know first of all i need to know what which movies were i mean like i guess i mean i should just look this up but you sorry you went i just want to explain this you went to the Alamo Draft House and you paid for a ticket. How much was the ticket, by the way? The ticket was $135. Oh my God. And you sat in a theater with other people for three days straight. I mean, you went in and out, but three days straight, same seats, going through all of the movies in chronological order, including Captain Marvel and then Endgame. Okay. So Disney reached out to these theaters and was like, we want to do this stunt where people will sit and watch every single movie in order. Um, and the theaters were like, yeah, hell yeah. Like AMC was like, okay, human, you know, experiment, like, let's get cracking. And um, Alamo Drafthouse, our host told us, was very hesitant to do this because they didn't see how it was feasibly possible for their staff, which is kind of <laughs> ironic because the staff is being paid and gets to go home and we're paying. Right. You have, sh they have shifts. Right. You have, yeah. I mean, it seems like the kind of thing you would um like pay people to do like a stunt where you're like if you do this we'll give you like a hundred dollars yeah and like, we only got like a t-shirt and like a glass and i think they gave us like a commemorative coin um uh, anyway i saw this and i was like how funny would this be ha 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 the hubris of youth yeah and i asked jeremy gordon the culture editor at the outline that if i did it and i took notes um by hand and transcribed them could we post it because if i was going to do this 
I wanted to live on in infamy like Anne Frank. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's <laughs> a very uh, hot button choice for uh, comparison, but uh, all right. So you're saying the Marvel movies are like the Nazis. <laughs> You've been, you've been, you've been, you've been, uh, yeah. Okay. Anyhow, let's just Listen, keep, let's keep going. Listen, I'm going to say this. Hydra appears in this franchise uh, almost 22 times, and never once is it referenced that Hitler wanted to kill uh, Jewish people and gays. Like, they're, they're very vague about that, but they're not vague about the Nazi, like, iconography. It's like the Marvel Universe exists both in and not in reality. Like, like there are things, like, you know, people have, like, there's Hondas in them or whatever. You know, but like in the X-Men movies, they're very clear that like Jews were killed in World War Two. Like they yeah. that's a whole part of the mythos in Marvel movies. Right. It's like this guy dresses like an evil guy. So we got to kill him. And yeah, it's like he wears, this guy wears this guy's wearing like a black leather and a cape for some reason. So he's yeah. bad. No, it is interesting. I mean, it's a big part of the original X-Men uh, films that that Magneto's backstory is like a Holocaust survivor story, which listen, is it. An amazing, touch, which is an amazing I'm, survivor story. Like for a comic character, it's like a really fucking good story. It's amazing, and honestly, I wore a Magneto was right T-shirt for this day two of this. But I'll say this: um, <laughs> it is astonishing that like it doesn't come up at all. Like the, we get to see like prison camps in World War Two, and not nobody in their references being Jewish. It, it gets a little surreal. Um, but okay, so we sat down. We watched Iron Man, Hulk, yeah. Iron I, Man Two. I mean, I'm looking. I have the list here. I'm yeah, looking four. at. Or I'm reading yeah. it off. Of my okay, dad. good. Okay, the incredible. So Iron Man, the Incredible Hulk, which I have never seen. That is the Ang Lee directed. Correct me oh, if I'm wrong. No, no, no. This isn't the Ang Lee one. This is the Edward Norton one, which is um, not Ang Lee. This wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Who? What was the? Oh, the Ang Lee one was just Hulk. And which yeah. is not part of this uh, uh, series. Yeah. Incredible Hulk was I like kind of forgot it existed. Hold on a second. Oh, just to remind you, because I was reminded that movie's core plot is a Liv Tyler, Edward Norton, Ty Burrell from Modern Family Love Triangle movie what? about about like how 23 and me is going to be bad for society. Those are like the themes of the movie. Okay. Wow. So, so also I know this has like a tease. This has like a post credit, like it may be the first post credit scene with I Tony think, Stark. I think Tony Stark or no Samuel L. Jackson shows up at the end of Iron Man. Does he? Okay. Sorry. I mean, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I kind of wish I'd done this with you because I really, I had no, no idea that I had no, no idea that Ty Burrell was in this movie. That's so wild. Is he the right. bad? Is he the bad guy? Uh, he's like uh one of those people who means to do well and accidentally assists yeah. the bad guy, but he had good intentions. Oh uh, no, uh, 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 Tim Roth is the bad guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. All right, so we go Iron Man, Hulk, Iron Man two, yeah. Thor, Captain America, Avengers. Iron okay, Man hold on, wait, 3. wait, let's uh, let's okay, go ahead, keep going. Uh, Thor, by the way, Thor, the t- first two Thor movies insanely low budget, right? Yeah, the. F- Thor the Dark World uh, w- was the one that everyone really used as their first break because it's not very good. It's a bad movie. I remember wa- I remember watching it like I rented it uh, or did like – I may even own it because I was like, you know, it's like, oh, it's out now. And I was like, this is the movie? Like this feels like they had like one set. <laughs> it wasn't good. It's bad. Okay. Um, Sorry. Guardians so, so, of the Galaxy, yeah. Age of Ultron. These are, in, are, these are in chronological order, correct? Yeah. Civil War. So what's War. crazy? Here's what's crazy. Hold on a second. I remember Iron Man 3 like it's like it's yesterday. Okay. Hold on. Since Iron Man 3. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 movies have been made since Iron Man 3. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Thor the Dark World, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Age of Ultron. Bad movie. It was better in context, but uh, <laughs> as a standalone movie, it's not good. I mean, I don't – all of these movies, to me, stopped being films. At a certain point, I felt like I was watching a motion comic, and <laughs> viewed through that lens, they're great. They're really good. Like, suddenly, as like filmmaking? This, how, let me ask you, how bad does the CGI look in, like, Iron Man compared to, like – Oh, I have a whole page of notes about Okay, don't – no spoiler. Well, I mean, some spoilers, but – I got it. I got it. I mean, the I Hulk one is really bad, right? Notes, uh, notes about Hulk's feet. Um, I'm not into feet. They're just so surreal that you can't not look at them once you oh notice that they don't touch the ground. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Age of Ultron. Ant-Man. I guess Age of Ultron is better than um, – uh, what the fuck is it called? What's the one? What's the one after that? Is it Infinity War? 
Um, I mean, well, essentially, Civil, Civil War, War is like which the, is the Captain is, America movie. Civil War is pretty good. Yeah, Civil War was pretty good. Civil War um, is the first. Civil War is the first Avengers movie that I watched and wasn't completely. I mean, I was like, this is stupid and horrible, but I wasn't completely like dismissive of the entire thing. All the other ones I watched and I was like, this is like, except Guardians of the Galaxy, which I like a lot. Doctor Anyhow, Strange. Okay, yeah. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. Thor Ragnarok. Great movie. Black Panther. Also a great movie. I'd say those are the two. Uh, Ragnarok, Black Panther, and Infinity War are like the, the trilogy of the best movies of these. I mean, I, of course, I haven't seen the By new far. ones. But... By far. Anyhow, Infinity go ahead. Infinity War. Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I think I saw once when I was really high, and so yeah. I did not really remember it. Yeah, I just watched that movie. It's, like, really out there. And I was really at the end of my rope at that point in this marathon, so I feel like I also still haven't seen that movie. Yeah. Um, Captain Marvel, and then we finally got to Endgame. That's yeah. 22 movies, 56 hours in one movie theater, um, eating off of one movie theater menu. How did it smell in there? I, Is it bad? I, they did a lot of smell <clears throat> control. There was fans and there were sprays mm -hmm. and they made us leave the theater for hours at a time so they could clean a little bit. But right. the way I'm, I've been explaining the smell is that it's close to like the day after Thanksgiving because the food would just linger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they gave us. Um, oh, boy. Uh, they gave us these wipes that were disinfecting and anti like deodorant. Uh -huh. um, so we would use those to wash down. So people stayed pretty fresh smelling. But every once in a while, you'd go into a bathroom and someone would clearly have just been smoking a cigarette in there and it would smell like human body odor. Oh, God. That was getting a little rough. God. I got to be honest. I like, I'll tell you what seems like it was fun. You did Iron Man 3 at 3.20 in the morning is when they played it. Yeah. Um, is that right? So Thor, Thor, the dark world starts at 540 AM. Yeah. <laughs> I was just talking to, uh, uh, someone that I work with and, and, and she was saying that there, she's going to, with her boyfriend going to see, uh, end game at 8 AM on Saturday morning. And I was like, that sounds like a fucking nightmare to me. Um, there was 6 AM showings. Well, I see there's a, well, wait, I'm looking, I'm looking at the time list they have. I see Iron Man. Oh, I see. Uh, where's the 6 a.m.? Oh, six, Black Panther is 6, 10 a.m. No, no, no. They have 6 a.m. showings of Endgame for people who work. Oh, 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 yeah. I like, I want to see Endgame. I just don't want to. I, I haven't seen Captain Marvel. They need. Here's what they need to do for real. Like, I would pay good money for this. They need to do a double feature for people who have not seen Captain Marvel where it's like you buy, you know, whatever, the ticket and you watch them back to back. Like, it's that's I would make that investment. Okay, that's what I just did. No, but you did it for every movie. <laughs> I'm saying like for normal people who aren't completely fucked up, like like you haven't seen Captain Marvel. I mean, actually, well, you could do like Infinity War, Captain Marvel, Endgame. You need I guess it would make sense. You need Ant Man and the Wasp. I see. Then you're like, well, yeah. if you don't have Black Panther in there, yeah. I mean, I, you will say I will say like Ragnarok like totally has nothing to do with anything, right? Like, there's no does yeah. anything happen to Ragnarok that's related to the rest of the plot of these movies? No. It's like a little bottle movie. Yeah, but that's what makes it so good. Right. They're like they're not like Thanos isn't like whipping his dick around all over the place. I will say a couple things started to I I got started getting real sick of, which was faceless hordes of um aliens that were just like slashing our way through. I yeah, got it's real a sick fucking video game. It's like it's like literally Contra. It's like in Contra, you're like <clears throat> there are just you know Dynasty in, Warriors. So many people that are showing up and you have to kill them and it's like, who are those people? Yeah. Like, do we know? Do we care? It doesn't seem to matter in it, every I mean, fucking movie. In the first few movies, it was just like hordes of Middle Eastern people that they would kill. And oh, I was wow. like, this is getting off on a bad foot. Yeah, like Iron Man 2 has like a whole like Middle East thing, right? Yeah, Iron Man 1 starts in the Middle East. And we don't really get a backstory other than that these people don't want imperialist American forces yeah. in their country. Yeah, and Iron it. Man's like, hey, <laughs> fuck you. And he just like kills all of he's them. He's like, we're Americans. This is what we do. And then he's like, psh, 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 with his like arm cannons. Yeah, and then in <laughs> Iron Man 2, he has a portrait of Tony Stark done up like the Obama Hope poster, and as he hangs it, he says, oh. I'm sick of the liberal agenda. And No, I, wait, no, 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 no. Yeah. Does he say that? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, all these movies are essentially propaganda for the military. And yet, and yet, every movie's plot turns on, the army had a bad idea, it made a big gray monster, we have to kill it. Yeah, but, but, like every but, plot. 
But that's every plot of every movie, like basically every blockbuster. I mean, that's the yeah. same plot as all of the DC movies as well. Like, it's also it's also really funny that like right after 9-11, we stopped making those like apocalyptic blockbuster movies because they seemed like they were in bad taste. And then by 2008, we were like, okay, Iron Man came out. And we were like, oh, a blockbuster movie, like where we save the world. Like that sounded like a good idea again until you realize that like, the cityscape we see of New York in these movies for the first few movies, there's no freedom tower. Like we didn't even rebuild the world trade center before we were like, yeah, we got to get back to like, you know, the fun of disaster movies. It's very real. Well, they moved, they pivoted the disaster though. Like the disaster became about like, it wasn't like, um, they made it more specific and then it became a big talking point in these movies, right? Like where they were like, you know, we don't have the right to do this or why are we, it's like this like weird thing where they're trying to moralize. Yeah. And then like they decide, the existence, like, the existence of like superheroes and some, yeah, they, they decide like, is, are we part of the U S military? Do we want to take command from the government or the people or are we vigilantes as a whole side story? And then they don't super resolve that. Like civil right. war is well-intentioned, but other than like the characters like deciding they're going to get along again and like high five, we don't get an actual like, how does this actually work with the American military and is S.H.I.E.L.D. part of this? Like that's right. never really resolved for us. We just kind of go to Wakanda and decide that government is good. I also think that at the time when Obama was president, it was real easy to criticize the failures of the federal government and like the will of the people. Well, we were coming off of, I mean, and we were coming off of the early movies are coming off of the Bush years, which like, yeah, like obviously the Middle East is a big topic. Yeah. Uh, and also like, you know, the federal government seemed like a total failure. Yeah. We were real suspicious of like, what's I mean, it's like recession. This is like do. recession era. These are recession era movies. I mean, I mean, when, when the 2008 was when Iron Man premiered, uh, May 2008. So it's like, I mean, we're coming out of the recession at this point, right? I mean, we were just getting into it, I think. And no, also, when is the when is the hold on? When is the recession? Let me find the, the exact. Recession is maybe 2007. Uh, 2007. Yeah, I guess is yeah. the is that the actual official the Great Recession? Great Recession in the United States. Here we go. Uh, wow, I didn't know that was the official name of it. That's interesting. Uh, officially lasted from December 2007 to June 2009. So this is smack dab in the middle of it, um, but the but the but the, all the stuff that that caused that recession. I mean, Iron Man was was produced in the period of like the that thing happening. It wasn't like a reflection of the recession, but I I think it it, it went on to become that. The first movie isn't. It's more of reflections on like the Iraq War, right? And then yes, we get into like recession, government suspicion. Are drones good for society? Stuff. And yeah. then by the time Trump stuff starts happening, the movies heavily pivot towards like, you know, one, you know, globalization is good. Diversity is important. Like it, we've decided to like we're currently in an environment where Americans like are hoping the FBI or the CIA will save them, which is so funny because yeah. the movies are so suspicious of those institutions early on. It just it's weird. Well, it's but, weird but time travel where we there's references to MySpace and digital cameras. Elon Musk shows up in Iron Man 2. Yeah, right, right. Cheered. But I was like, you can smell the crazy on this dude from like a mile away. How did well, we you, not know? you can you can smell the crazy. I'm looking now at the list of um I'm looking at the list of when these movies were made. So, so the Incredible Hulk came out the same year as Iron Man. It came out in yeah. June. Iron Man came out in May of 2008. The Incredible Hulk came out in June of, of 2008, which is wild. Yeah. I and, mean, it's really and, wild. And some of these movies were distributed by Universal, and some of them are distributed by Paramount. So you can watch the corporate restructuring happening in real time. But you know, what's, you, know what's fuck, you know what's fucking insane? Kenneth Branagh directed. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking yeah. You know, fucking Shakespearean actor and director Kenneth Branagh directed Thor. Like I get it, they were like Thor is this epic like story about gods, but like, like I can go back and watch these movies. That's crazy, crazy. Anyhow, so yeah, so the 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 um, Doctor Strange comes out right as uh, Donald Trump is elected, so that doesn't count. But then all of the movies after that are in Trump era. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, no Trump. No Trump presence. None of these have Trump presence. I mean, maybe maybe Black like Panther a little bit Black Panther. Heavy on the Trump. It's it it's heavy on it's heavy on like governments and race, but I don't know and racism and I, like but it's not does it I mean, ever it's really It's all about 
it's I mean, all it was, it was protectionist economies and it definitely made it definitely made trump angry i know that <laughs> like a but successful about, movie like, a successful movie made by black people starring black people definitely was upsetting to trump but it's all about like should we work with other countries or should we close off our borders and protect our own oh i guess there is the whole immigration thing it's sort yeah. of a yeah yeah i guess that's true that is very true okay anyhow sorry do we even finish your list okay so we're spider-man homecoming yeah, thor we, ragnarok we black panther infinity war right ant-man and the wasp uh, captain marvel endgame so for let's let's okay so I mean, that you did it was insane. You did a ton of Instagram stories, which I was uh, following along with. They, they, they don't always make sense. I definitely got delirious at certain points. Drinking helped, and, like, I took a couple edibles. Those helped. Yeah. But pulling Adderall? Out of Any them, Adderall? It was anybody, like, did you end up in a situation where people were in the bathroom snorting coke? Did that happen? I definitely found a lot of weed in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that makes sense. Okay, let me ask you a question. What's the worst movie? Um, Having just seen all of them in a row. Dark World. Okay. You think that's the worst? It doesn't hang together. It's very. <laughs> I agree. Incredible. I mean, my memory is it's terrible. It's what's the best? Good. What's the best movie? I enjoyed Doctor Strange the most, but I that's think, crazy. Really I interesting. It depends on if you're asking if it's a good from a filmmaking perspective or from like a comic book like blow your mind perspective. Okay, well, how about from both? Because I have an book, I have an opinion on this. I haven't seen obviously I haven't seen more Captain Marvel and haven't seen Endgame, so I can't speak to those, but. From a comic book perspective, like this is a comic book movie and I want like fan moments and I want, you know, iconic imagery and I want stuff that I know from the comics. Infinity War slash Endgame is a master stroke to end on from that. Ugh, I'm so excited. I need to see Endgame so badly. I think I'm going to have to go to some crazy like late release like around here or like an early yeah. thing. I'm dying to see it. I'm like, do OK, here's a question. If you haven't seen Captain Marvel, are there things in Endgame that are going to seem weird? I mean, you're not going to understand her, and she's pretty crucial. Okay, I mean, not, okay, not don't like don't say anything, no, but no, no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay, was that a spoiler? I will say that one character puts on a bunch of weight, and it's very sexy. What? <laughs> please don't, please don't. That's a spoiler. I don't want to hear any more spoilers. Cut, um, edit that out. Edit that out of this. I don't want people to be spoiled. It's not a spoiler. Um, I don't know. I feel like it is. I feel like there are people. Look, I had a friend. I have a friend who. Uh, was like this about Star Wars where like when he like wouldn't watch the trailers, wouldn't read any things written about it, would not read a review. Like if you talked about it, he would get mad and like leave the room. He's like, I don't want to know anything before I go in. And but then he also thought Phantom Menace was a really good movie. So uh, by the time we got so we didn't watch any trailers for any of these movies, obviously. Yeah. But except by the time we got to Endgame, we had to watch. They were like contractually, we have to play four trailers. Oh, my God. And what were the trailers for? The Lion King. No. Um, x-men dark phoenix oh yeah i mean i'm gonna see that i guess um and everybody booed those two and then why the third tra- because we were like fucking trailers start the movie i know that we've waited but come on dark dark phoenix okay fine okay what else so then finally they played a trailer which was for the new star wars and ev- i heard everyone in the theater go okay 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 we'll watch that one <laughs> like everyone was, was it the, was it the same was it the same trailer they've released yeah okay it's a good it's a pretty good trailer yeah i mean it's actually a bad trailer except for the palpatine laugh at the end that's my opinion that's my official opinion of that trailer is that it's not no it's pretty stupid it's just like a bunch of stuff it's a bunch of star wars stuff it's like some some ships and then like the people and then there's like they say some like vague stuff that doesn't mean anything and you see like a a shot of like the camera rising behind people looking at something and it's like okay but then then there's the palpatine laugh slow motion shot of kylo ren like you know dunking on somebody it's cool. I'm, I'm there. I'm there for it. <laughs> he's, he's typing. He's coming. He's like one tab is an incel, an incel Reddit. And then the other tab is like Twitter. And he's dunking on someone. Dunking on some SJW. <laughs> yeah, um, it's really epic. I left a few times to shower, shave, feed my cat. You were um, target a lot. Yeah. But I was going to say, but in the complex itself, is is it where is it wait which where is this theater because i don't i've never been to the alamo draft house downtown brooklyn oh okay so it's near the big target there and stuff is it in that complex yeah oh it is okay okay yeah Um, it's like a mall because of that but a lot of the stores are small so they would start to see you coming in and out just trying to walk around and they didn't like that so of our (laughs) options it was like trader joe's and discovering that eating fruits and vegetables helps your body was a real uh, moment for you for me um guests can enjoy here's what they offered free popcorn free popcorn soft drinks and coffee for the duration that's it you had to pay for all the other food i ran was the theater was the theater full did they sell all the tickets to this 
Yeah, a couple seats were empty, and those were people who were clearly wealthy and wanted Endgame tickets but couldn't get them, so they bought that ticket, so then they just came in for Endgame. Yeah, that would have been – did somebody sit down next to you in that seat yeah. you said was empty? Yes. That was, see, that would have been my move. Like, I probably would have dipped in for a few things. He was, he was planning on being there the whole time, but his work, like, canceled his days off. He was very upset. Yeah, that sucks. You bought the $130 ticket. I he mean, was like, listen. for me because I got a he was like, seat. Yeah, that's really nice. He was like, look, I don't – he's like, okay, I will I will work. But at 5 o'clock, they're showing Endgame, and I'm fucking out here. You can fire me. Yeah. That's <clears throat> Sorry. I'm, like, <clears throat> having some sort of reverse vocal fry. What is that? I'm down talk. I'm like losing my voice. Maybe it's hard to tell at any rate. Any rate. Was, so okay. what I was going to say was that because we were in this complex, I spent a lot of time in the target because it was like, you could walk around, they had everything you could kind of need and they wouldn't get suspicious that you were like, yeah. there a lot. Target's but great. The problem at target was at ev- in every aisle was a Disney product. Every sure. aisle of target. Yeah, you can get like, you could have literally left wearing a 100% uh-huh. Avengers outfit wrapped in like an Avengers blanket. I went to buy a Band-Aid because – and don't ask me how. At some point in the viewing experience – Yeah, you said something about ble- you were bleeding. I looked down at my arm and I was bleeding and I didn't know when that had happened. <laughs> you became like a, a cutter during the uh, – Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Maybe I was scratching really or something. Anyway, I went <laughs> – This is very dis- – that's a very disturbing anecdote, by the way. I went into Target to buy Band-Aids and the ones that were on sale were Mickey Mouse Band-Aids. And I was like, No. <laughs> Well, at least it wasn't like a Hulk Band-Aid. We definitely have some like character Band-Aids in this house. We may have some Avengers Band-Aids. Like what's so fucked up is like. Tony Stark Band-Aid is kind of on brand. What's really insane is that, you know, like Zelda like definitely is aware of these characters without really knowing anything. Like they're just now present in all culture. It was kind of surprising a few years ago. I said to my brother, like, what's the superhero that when I say the word superhero springs to your mind first? He was like, Captain America. And I was like, ah, it's so weird because when I was a kid, Superman was like the epitome of superhero. No, I when I was a kid, it would have been Batman. Yeah, Batman, which is, is perfect Batman. for perfect for Gen X. Yeah, that's two sides of one coin. But Gen, the Gen X superhero life. was a was a depressed loner who uh, was rich, yeah, independently wealthy, independently wealthy, and basically like an unhinged vigilante. He was very existential about his uh, godlike. Power. No, it actually make it actually makes sense because Captain America is like a Christian. Uh, essentially right wing, like golden boy. Yeah, I don't know. Is he Jewish? Maybe Captain America's Jewish. I don't know. Superman. What's his, what's his real name? What is Captain America's actual Steve, name? Steve Rogers. Yeah, Steve Rogers ain't Jewish. <laughs> so I, you know, sorry. I've seen I've seen the actor who plays I don't him. Think I, anyone <laughs> in the Marvel like is there a, is there a Jewish character in the Marvel universe? I don't think so. Yeah, like it, like uh, I actually think you could maybe make a case who, for Scarlet Witch who. Or no, well, European. I don't Scarlett know. Johansson. Scarlett Johansson is Jewish. I mean, ostensibly, but she's Russian in the movie. I think Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd Jewish. Is Paul I think he Rudd is. Jewish? That's a great question. That is a question. He's a vampire. We know that. <laughs> it's very <laughs> weird that Ant Man was the first movie to start using de aging makeup really heavily. Like no, but yeah, yeah. Right? Oh right, yes, it does it with um Michael Douglas, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was okay, kind of funny because like we were like, "Oh, Paul Rudd doesn't age." Paul but Rudd like, is oh, Paul Rudd is from New Jersey, and he's Jewish. Yeah, good for okay. the Jews. Paul Rudd is good for the Jews. Yeah, wow. Anyway, Shocking. the whole thing was very surreal. Um, my notes that I took as I documented my slow like depth of insanity. At one point, I was very convinced that an Avenger was going to show up and congratulate us. Um, I, I, I was told by everyone that that was really delusional, but I was like, no, they're going to come. Um, and then I realized that that was insane. But I documented all my thoughts, and they'll be up on theoutline.com in case anyone wants to see uh, me lose my mind, I guess. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Frankly, I'm I'm here for it. Uh, anyhow, well, look, I'm excited to see the final film, which is not the actual final film. Uh, but now I'm, I feel like, I do feel like, is it, is it over? Don't tell me, like, don't say anything that's a spoiler, but like, it does kind of feel like at this point. Culturally, it does feel like Marvel is going to have to pull a rabbit out of its hat to do, which I'm sure they will, but to, in order to make this. Like, how do you top leg. what, how do you top what they've done? Like, where do you go with it? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a. X leg, something worth watching. I don't. 
I mean, Black Panther's great, and I'm definitely going to see that movie, and I'm sure they'll keep making money, but it kind of feels like this was the golden age, and now we're going to go into Silver Age. Yeah, I mean, just I just wonder, like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's a whole era of, it feels to me like there isn't, I mean, and it is literally like a 11, what are we talking about, 11 years of movies? Yeah. A decade of, more than a decade of movies. It does feel like the end of an era. And maybe I won't feel that way once I see Endgame. Maybe I'll feel like, or, or Captain Marvel or the next Spider-Man. No, maybe I'll be like, wow, I can't wait to see the next Captain Marvel and I can't wait to see the next Spider-Man. No, I thought, feel I thought... like it's the end of an era. It definitely feels like Jerry has left the Spice Girls kind of emotionally. Like you can tell that the movies themselves are like we're moving on from all the stories that we were sort of telling for a yeah, while. Yeah, and it's like, and, and it's like or... Stan Lee kicked the bucket. You know, it's like yeah. the whole thing just feels like weirdly universally sort of like agreed upon in in a, in a, in a way. Which is, I mean, it's sort of sad, but it's also good. But also, like, I, I don't know. It means that the movies get weirder. Well, that, so, the, so what I, so the thing about Ragnarok that I thought was so interesting is how fucking truly weird and inspired and really beautiful it is. Yeah. Like, to me, Ragnarok is like a film, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think they've done that with very, like, I was impressed. I will say this. I was impressed with the, with Infinity War because, and it's probably the movie that I've watched the most times because, and I watched it with my, my brother-in-law who had not seen any of them. Like he only, I think he made seen a few of them, but he was like, all right, let's watch it. And like at the end of it, he was like, wow, that was like actually really good because I think like the stakes are real. The, the, the characters are like, you know, the moments really work. The characters have now been fully developed. It's like they've really massaged like who these characters are. So like you don't have to – it's not like – there's no more soul searching for like who Thor is supposed to be, um, who Tony Stark is supposed to be. You know, the whole thing sort of, sort of – it clicks. Um, and it's like – and it has moments that are like legitimately like, oh, well, like I've never seen this in a movie. Like some of the things that Thanos does in Infinity War, like where he manipulates reality, are just weird things for a villain to do in a movie. I mean like you just, I will say this. Endgame gets – very weird and it was exciting to me because it felt more comic-y and less i could see it right now that's the crazy thing i could probably go and find a showing somewhere near me i mean it's playing in the middle of the day screens at every theater hold on i'm gonna gonna see i'm gonna see again 10 a.m 11 a.m 1 p.m what would be the best time to go like an 11 a.m i think you want to try to yeah you want to shoot for um while people are still in school definitely yeah, like that three o'clock show is gonna be fucked up. There was only three kids in the theater for this, and only one kid stuck around for the whole thing. And it was, I felt so bad for. The I, who, how old was that kid? Twelve or thirteen. It's not right. Yeah, I was like, Parents I gotta call are, CPS. This child abuse. He was there with his uncle, um, and his uncle definitely was a total Marvel tanky. I was like, is this kid in this for the long haul, or is he just think it was a cool stunt? But anyway, definitely was, can definitely get tickets right now. For a three o'clock showing. Hold on. Started off ordering his this nephew like healthy menu options, and by the end, it was just milkshakes, milkshakes, milkshakes. I could definitely buy an eleven a.m. showtime right now. I mean, I could do this. No one could stop me. I'm not going to do it right now. Well, while I was gone in the theater, um, I kept dunking, ducking out to like look at the real world news because. Uh, I would be like in tidbits, like for 10 minutes, I'd be able to like see what was going on in the world. Um, Joe Biden's running for president. Olivia Munn hates bloggers. Ariana Grande stole one of your memes. Yes, there's so much to talk about. Which one of those would you like to discuss first? I don't know. Dealer's choice. Uh, the Ariana, Ariana Grande thing is interesting. I, did I talk about this? Have we talked about this? No. this is We haven't talked for two weeks. Okay. Yeah, right. That's right. It's been a long time. Okay. So I wrote this story. I like went in the most insane – down the most insane rabbit hole. Um, I – let me think of how I should explain this. I worked at a, a, blo- a gadget blog in 2008 called Engadget. Maybe you've heard of it. And we used to do a lot of blogging there. And we would write a ton of stories every day. I pulled some story on a random day in 2008 that was about – a tip line, cops using um, SMS messages for tips. And I made a graphic for it, which was a old Nokia phone. And I made, I replaced this graphic on the screen with somebody texting, oh my God, I'm being killed, which I thought was a very funny idea for how you might use a tip line. Um, and I posted it, it probably took me like, if it took me 30 minutes to find the story, write it up and do the image, that probably would have been like a long, lengthy post at Engadget at that, in that era. 
anyhow, so I saw it pop up. I was, you know, I'm a heavy Pinterest user, as you know, we've recently talked about. I saw it pop up on my Pinterest feed shared by some random person. I was like, what? Where did the, where is this coming from? And then I went down a crazy rabbit hole doing like reverse image searches. And I, it was like, when you, when you do reverse image search of this image, which is an image I made uh, in 2008, you, what pops up is thank you next meme or thank you next phone. And I'm like, what the fuck does this have to do with thank you next? And I discovered that Ariana Grande had done a version of the meme where she replaced, and this was like a big deal apparently, had replaced the text on the screen with not, oh my God, it took, oh my God, I mean killed out and put thank you next on it and put it on Instagram. And it has like 2 million, it's a post with like 2 million likes and was like a promo for her album, basically. Um, and I tried to figure out how it got from like that graphic I made to Ariana Grande. And it also happened to and I kind of sort of did, but didn't really like get the final answer. And I've, I'm actually like waiting to hear back from her like management. I really wish they would fucking answer me and tell me like, I would love to know who made it. Um, but the point is like, it's crazy to try to figure out where the kind of travel, how it traveled from like all these weird places. And it was like all over Tumblr. The weird thing about it is that like from 2008 to two, basically 2016 or 17, it doesn't exist. It's like not really there. And then it pops in like 2017 on Tumblr and then it's everywhere. And then it's like 2017 to 2018. Then it's on Ariana Grande's thing. And now the Ariana Grande thing is everywhere. So it's like, it's just like pretty incredible. Like most memes, I have no way to understand the genesis. Like you can, people have written about it. It's like, you know, it's like they started on 4chan or they were this artist, you know, it's like Pepe is like drawn by this artist and like, you know, it's been completely bastardized and there's a whole, you can see the lineage of that, but it's really interesting to be like, to be the start of one, especially like the fact that I didn't realize it until like way, way late in the, in the process. You know, like I keep thinking like, it's possible that at some point I saw the image, but didn't like, I didn't acknowledge it. Cause like, like it didn't register to me or something. Like I didn't remember it. Like it's somebody like made a song and put a record out called, Oh my god, I'm being killed. And like the art, the album art is the the graphic that I made. What? Like in two, 2015. Yeah. It was a Bandcamp thing, but I think they might have actually released like a record. It's on Discog, so like I don't know. Um, yeah, 30th of April 2015. Oh my god, I'm being killed by the John Doe experience. Anyhow, it's got like remixes and shit. It's very weird that Ariana <laughs> Grande recently said that she hates bloggers. Well, no, this is the amazing thing is that on the day that I was writing this, she posted this thing which I guess was about like, I don't know, some lame bloggers who were saying shitty things to people, but like she made it very general, which is people are so lost. One day, everybody that works for them, works at all them blogs will realize how unfulfilled they are and purposeless and what they're doing and what they're, uh, and, and purposeless what they're doing is, and hopefully shift their focus elsewhere. That's going to be a beautiful ass day for them. I can't wait for them to feel lit inside, which is like, what are you fucking talking about first it's off? It's just super weird because she's such an extremely online pop star. Like, she's just so into Yeah, she's very Tumblr. Like, what I realized d digging into this is that, like, her whole, like, aesthetic is, like, extremely Tumblr. It's very, like, weeb, too. Like, it's very, like, pulling from, like, you know, minority culture. Oh, no, she's an insane. Internet. It's an ins She's a crazy appropriator. It's, like, really when you dig into her, her like, whole deal – which I did for this, you know, and it's like, Hey, if it's working, like good for you. Um, but it is like a little bit like, it is a little bit like, Whoa, this she is really kind of crass for like calling that out. Like that seems to really piss her off. But at the same time, like you're a millionaire, beautiful pop star who was rich when she was born and grew up in Boca. And like, I'm sorry that a couple bloggers don't, like, love everything you do. And then she goes on to use a ton of internet stuff in her work. I mean, a small example of which being that meme uh, from that culture. It's just, like, and and I guess blogger culture isn't really a culture you can appropriate. But it it is just, like, weird. And, like, I don't know. She just seems, I, she seems like such a half-baked version of... Like the longer Ariana Grande goes on, the less sympathy I have for her whole like shtick of like her whole deal. Yeah. Like I just don't like you're an adult woman now and like she's definitely been through some horrible stuff. Nobody's denying that. But it just seems really it, it I don't want to say in 
it uh oh god my brain is fried after this marvel thing it seems irresponsible and also her whole thing about like she deletes tweets to avoid accountability is just yeah she weird. definitely deleted she definitely deleted the blogger tweet she deletes like hundreds of tweets a day which is you know it's fine i get it like you know it must is be a nightmare Ariana it's like Grande the donald trump of pop culture but why even use he doesn't know that donald trump doesn't delete tweets that's his claim to fame <laughs> why why here's my question i've thought i said this about elon musk and i'll say it about fucking ariana grande too it's like i get you want to connect with the fans and maybe like you're just a normal human and like you like being online but like why are you on twitter like 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 really like you could find you could like ariana grande is is rich enough and powerful enough to find a person who she thinks is funny and interesting and like reflects her personality to like tweet for her to but like also, do the right tweets for the her. The best like, thing about like, and I, I, we can't wait into the Michael Jackson of it all. But like the best thing about like the Madonna, Mariah Carey era of pop stars, even like Britney Spears to a certain extent, was they were mysterious and far removed from society, and you could project on them who you wanted them to be and engage with their work in this way that I didn't have to know her shitty opinions about bloggers. And like the minute Grimes started to suck was the minute we like started hearing her thoughts on like globalization and i just well, don't know that we need ariana grande's take on journalism or even like the state of the meme cycle like just go away and make music like i don't well, I, the, I, I guess i feel like an asshole saying that because i also think celebrities should speak out about politics but it just i don't know it seems shitty and dumb and she just does not seem like the smartest person to be like discussing all of this and it's just yeah. very ironic that the day that she's like fuck bloggers is the day that she like you discovered that she like use using your meme from when you were a blogger it's just like so perfect it, it was it was um like i i do think i mean obviously they're unrelated and my and the joke of the post was we were kind of like you know the joke of the post is like oh you hate bloggers but yet you like use the it's kind of the the whole like um you know you hate capitalism but you're it's like the society thing it's like society is somewhat yeah. flawed and yet you live in society or whatever yeah. Yeah. you know it's like society could be improved and yet you like participate in society which is like that is the joke of the thing and uh you know like it's not like they're not directly related but it is it is true that i don't know there's something very weird I don't have any problem with celebrities like voicing their opinions on things, honestly, if they, their opinions are like well thought out and reasoned, like there are plenty of celebrities that do that. I just think like when you have like, how many followers does she have on Twitter? 500 million. This is like fucking Elon Musk. It's like, it's like you're making like flippant remarks about the media that for you in your universe, like definitely, it's definitely true that Elon Musk has can like, he can take, he can take issue with like, particular reviewers or people who've like commented on his vehicles who don't understand them or whatever like you can definitely be like um that's you know fucked up and i'm gonna talk about it but when you make like blanket statements about an entire industry and you have such a massive fucking audience that it actually affects like public opinion and it affects like the lives of those people in a direct way like you really need to like step back for one second just be like is this the best use of my influence Right. Like I get being mad and I get wanting to like lash out on the internet, but like you could write a fucking number one hit song about it if you really wanted to. Like, you know, it's just like such a weird thing. You know, I mean, Elon Musk, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, I feel like if you want to talk about media and a really, if you want to change media, like you could actually do it. But not to be a total like asshole stan or something, but like Piece of Me was a really cool song about how people were talking about Britney Spears at the t- time of the height of her mental illness. She released it. The whole Blackout album is basically about like how the world sees a broken person deep in the throes of mental illness. And yet it's also wildly detached from like a production standpoint from her as a human being. It turns her into like a robot. And yet it also comments pretty heavily on like how she's seen by the world. And Ariana Grande is just like sending like hot take tweets. And to me, it's just lame. And like, it's so we're in such a shitty place culturally. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we haven't made the transition from, um, like, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm a little fried from all this Marvel stuff, but it just feels like we're in a weird um, place culturally and a weird place to have these discussions. And at a certain point, I think Drill is more worthy of your standom than Ariana Grande. 
I mean, drill is incredible, and I agree with that. I just look. I, I, I don't have. I uh, to be perfectly honest, I have zero problem with Ariana Grande, and I'm not like at all. I'm not like how. Why did she use my graphic? Like, honestly, don't give a shit at all. I think it's fucking amazing. Um, I like actually what was amazing was trying to figure out how it happened. I do think it's like funny that it comes on the eve of her, you know, being like bloggers are trash or whatever. I mean, just it's just like a funny thing because it's like straight up from like the most bloggy thing of all time. I, I literally just to be clear, I was writing about how like what about blogging, like literally about how like I used to be in like the content minds of the blogs, which are all the people she's talking about are in these are working at these places where they're like, you need to like crank out 17 Ariana Grande stories today. So like fucking just do whatever. That was like what was going on at Engadget in 2008. We were like, we just need to crank out some fucking gadget posts. The audience wants to like read something new every 10 minutes. Like what's going on? And like plenty of people still do that. And there is a, an industry issue that creates this like churn. But I was like totally writing about that in a separate way before she did that tweet. So it's just really weirdly timed and funny. It has nothing actually to do with the story except to say that, you know, it's a small fucking world, man. I don't know. It kind of does to me. Let's, yeah, move on. Let's talk about All Joe right. Biden. Let's do it. Oh, but Joe Biden. Here's how I feel about Joe Biden. First of all, he sent me like three or four emails yesterday, which is like, I get it. I'm on a Democrat list and you have it. Hey, and now gosh. you're going to send me emails. <laughs> he, no, one was just like, I got a, an alert. And it was like, please, Joshua. And I'm like, dude, this is way too thirsty at this this early stage. Yeah. Like, you need to just. You should be more excited and less. Slow down. down. Well, he sent me like a few excited emails. Then he was like, at the end of the day, it was like, please, Joshua. And it's like, <laughs> I get it. You're running. But I also, get it. It's very like we went on one date and you haven't texted me back. Energy. I'm like, I'm not ready to donate right now. <laughs> like, I need to be, I need to be more riled up to donate. He immediately like, like, started taking corporate money. Um, he told, yeah, he said I mean, that he doesn't know. want Obama to endorse him. It's just the whole thing is weird, and a lot of people on Twitter's take is like, I'd vote for like a, I'd vote for a chair. I'd vote for yes, a city yes, I'd yes. vote for like a screaming. But you could, but you could, you could get the chance to vote for somebody better. Yeah. It's like we get it. We're desperate. No, it's like, like it's like who do it's you like want to vote for. We shouldn't it, be settling already. The basic the basic thing is this. It's like we're gonna we want to vote for somebody who isn't Donald Trump. We all I think we all agree. Most sane people agree. Donald Trump is not a great president, though apparently the economy is soaring, which is I have a theory on that that I want to talk about in a second. But um so we're all agreed, right? Now we know, like, I'm going to vote for a Democrat. I, I would have voted for Bernie if he had been the candidate last election. I voted for Hillary. I voted for Bernie in the primary. I've talked about this a million times. I'm going to vote. The Democrats tend to be closer to my, like, where I stand on the Listen, issues. But it's like, it's like I would vote for a jar of mayonnaise with the yes. Democratic. I told somebody, I told but somebody recently. What? That's not a fucking brave statement I, in the days of Hitler yeah. 2.0. I was texting with somebody the other night and I was like, I'd vote for like a random number generator, you know? And like, they were like, actually that might be an improvement, but like the, but that's beside the point. I think that what is we're, beside at, the point. And frankly, it's not brave or cool or, or intelligent. It's like, yeah. great. Brave or cool or intelligent is being like, I actually believe in Elizabeth Warren or, you know, Cory Booker or whoever the hell. And I really think they would make a, an amazing leader of the free world and could help, you know, restore the lowest among us to a place of dignity in our society. Not being like i guess joe biden isn't donald trump like it's such a lazy and honestly like fuck joe biden for stepping in at this exact moment i get it he thinks he might be the one to win i all the positive assumptions but also like fuck you it just smacks of like i, I know it isn't but i'm fried after 60 hours of marvel movies and i have to say <laughs> it smacks of anti alexandria ocasio-cortez anti-leftist stuff for well joe it biden is to but, step in but there's corporate but money like fuck you dude I mean, I mean, look, at some point, I mean, the corporate money is going to be an issue because it's an issue with every candidate because you need a lot of money to win a, an election in this country. But the first um, day, the first day. Well, I mean, I, he's money. been taking corporate. I mean, Joe Biden's been taking corporate money his entire career. So I don't yeah, think it's like. Yeah, he was also a plagiarist for part of his career. I don't mean, I look, but here's the, th but here's the thing. Like, like w Joe Biden has problems. Other candidates have problems. The, every candidate will have some problem. Okay. Every candidate. I'm not saying not Joe Biden might have more. Enemy of the good. No, but this is but this is the this is the danger of the of the fucking process right now. One, it's like okay, there's a field of so many candidates right now. Many of them would be excellent, would be an excellent president. Okay, many of them. And by the way, I'm going to put Joe Biden in that in that list. I think he would be an excellent president for this country. I think he would do a good job. Okay, I'm not saying he's the best. I'm not saying that Bernie wouldn't be better or uh, Pete Mayor Pete might be. You know, Pete Buttigieg might be better. I mean, Pete Buttigieg, here's my theory, by the way, on Pete Buttigieg, who, like, I really like, 
I he's like I think Pete Buttigieg is like a just so weird it might work situation where it's like with Trump where you're like this would be fucking crazy. I feel like Pete Buttigieg actually has a little bit of that juice right now and that gives him a weird advantage though he's like polling at like 0% or whatever. But fuck that. Here's the point. We have to find we have to find one of these people that we're all going to get behind. And at the end of the day, we're not all going to be happy. And like it's way too early in this process to be deciding who you're who the person is. It's way too early to be like where's their policy on X Y and Z because like it's so far away from the time when we're actually debating policy and talking about policy. Like, I think people should have them. I think Elizabeth Warren has been fucking incredible at like starting to establish like actual I mean, policy. She's been the standard maker so far. I mean, I'm sorry. Elizabeth Warren would be a fucking awesome president, like much better than Joe Biden and much better than Bernie Sanders, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. But like definitely doesn't is not getting the credit for like how great of a president she would be. Um, which is probably due mostly to uh, American sexism. Yeah, I was going to say, like, astonishing. The woman candidate who has lots of functional ideas is getting a bunch of shit from, yeah. you know, like, dude bro, white dude bros from both ends of the, like, democratic right. spectrum. Astonishing. When have I seen no. it before? Yeah, it's 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 un, it's unquestionably like a not just about like policy or style. It's like I mean, there's something yeah, else. Yeah, of course not because Howard Schultz can step into the race and get in CNN acts like that's a real thing because he's a dude. You know what I mean? It's like I remember when uh what's her face from HP Meg Whitman stepped in and everyone treated it like a joke and it was like how is that that different than Howard Schultz? I mean, in fact, Howard Schultz is probably less qualified. Oh god, Howard Fuck Schultz. This. Anyhow, Fuck yeah, I guess process. I, what I'm what so I want this already. Idiot. I just want I just want us I just would like us all to like just go okay well let's let these people do go through the process have their debates and not be like it's us versus them it isn't it is not us versus them it's not like the far left versus the centrists like there are the bigger stakes and like know, it's the know, centrist but, but like you know but you know what but like gay marriage but gay marriage win. happened gay marriage happened under rule of the centrists you know like things do get better. Yeah, but a lot of other shitty stuff happened on the road. Yes, but I'm just saying, just I'm think, just saying, it's not like it's not all or nothing. I just it's think like, we yes. can push now and we should push now to get like to put push the what the idea of centrist is towards things like Medicare for all now. And I just think that this is poorly timed. Joe Biden's whole thing is poorly timed because this well, I mean, was it, Elizabeth Warren for a little while there. I mean, the 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 reality is like, do we need another old white guy to like step into the race? You know, like, do we have it? I mean, we have an old white guy running the country right now, but like, the reality is that Joe Biden's credentials make him very qualified for the job. And on paper, on paper, but I mean, what what else is there? I mean. Like, he's just very qualified for the job. I mean, there's just no question about that. Like, he's like a very traditional American president archetype. He's like an older white guy. He's been vice president. He's been in, he's been a politician for like 40 or 50 yeah, years or something. The last time a president was qualified for their job and won. I mean, Obama? He had Obama? less experience. He had no experience. He had less experience, but he had some. He was like a state he had, senator. He was a senator. And he was, he look, he, he ran campaigns. He was an organizer. He had certainly the education. I don't think that anyone would have looked at Obama in 2008 and been like, yeah, he has the perfect reputation for that. No, I don't think so. I think, I but think I think Hillary when Clinton was our chance at being like, does the country want? No, no, no. She was more qual. She was more qualified on paper to be the president. But That's I, I correct. Mean, I just mean like from like Reagan onward, it doesn't seem like maybe HW, well, yeah. nobody. I mean, Reagan was governor. Reagan was a governor. I mean, I you know, guess. he had leadership experience. I mean, the most unqualified president of all time is Donald Trump. So you could, I mean, the argument now could be like qualifications don't matter, but I actually think they fucking do because Donald Trump is a terrible president. Yeah. I mean, they do definitely matter. I just mean from an electability standpoint, which is not a conversation I really want to wade into. Why did I bring this up? Um, I just think <laughs> maybe qualifications are disqualifying in the current environment. And well, I mean, that's why, that's why Pete Buttigieg is yeah. like kind of, kind of rips <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, you know, but I actually feel like, listen, Pete Buttigieg like has been a mayor and that's more experience than Donald Trump. Yeah. But he also is way fucking smarter. Yeah. And it's not like, by the way, there's all these articles written about him that are like, it's fake smartness or like he can only speak a little bit of Norwegian or whatever. It's like, nah, dude, like, listen, it's really clear when you hear him speak. It's not fake smartness. The guy it has like a huge like IQ and EQ, which I think is a big one. Like his emotional intelligence is, uh, I'm not EQ. 
whatever it's called. Um, maybe it is EQ. His his emotional intelligence is really fucking off the charts in addition to his like intellectual like uh, brain, you know? I, I mean, it's obvious when he talks. It's not like an accident. It's like he, on the spot when people ask him questions, like you can hear it. It's not just an act. It's like the guy's actually really smart. And that I would like a really smart person to be the president. I don't care who it is. Just, I mean, I'm not saying like I don't care who it is. It can be a random number generator. I'm saying I don't care who the next president is as long as they're like a smart person who actually is taking into consideration all of America, not just one part of it. That's my final word on this matter. One of the dumbest characters on Vanderpump Rules called one another one of the dumbest characters on Vanderpump Rules, very low EQ, <laughs> like two <laughs> weeks ago. And um, I think we should elect one of them. Anyway, let's wrap this up. I have yeah, to Yeah, you got to go. You're going to D.C. Sleep. And then I got to go to D.C. Oh, my God. Um, nice things? Nice things. Let's do it. I actually, this is good because I have to write a blurb for our um, things we like this week. And so this would be my um, audition for it. You go first. First nice thing um, is the kind staff at Alamo Draft House, who I started writing little notes to to make them laugh. And at first they were very charmed by me. And then they were like, sir, please just place your order. <laughs> um, so that was the first nice thing. Very nice. My second nice thing is that I last week um, I bought a broken PS Vita for 50 bucks on eBay and then replacement parts and put it back to get like fixed it and put it back together myself. And then I hacked it. And now I'm running a fuck ton of emulators and quote unquote backup Vita games. And um, I rethemed it and unlocked a ton of features. And frankly, I'm playing with my Vita more than I'm playing with my Switch. And uh, I shouldn't have shit talked to the Vita, which I think I did on one episode of this show. Wow. Um, and I should have grown up. And I now I've grown up and I love my Vita. Um, and I am having a lot of fun with that. I always, I, 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 I found that my hobby. I mean, I guess it's my career, but also my hobby outside of like doing working on this on input with you is um, uh, I've gotten very into both hardware and software hacks and like customizations and mods, especially with like game consoles and computers. Um, and it is very um, therapeutic to mm. feel like you can fix things and make things and do things and also to expand we've talked about this in the show before but whenever you have a new gadget you feel like you've expanded your own arsenal of superpowers or like your ability to get stuff done or do something and um yeah i'm like very into that so i think i'm also going to buy like a robot building kit and see if i can build myself a little robot to do something Ooh, i don't know wow those are my nice things at the moment <laughs> nothing else in the world seems nice to me that's very good. I have uh, I have one nice thing, which is um, now that it's spring, um, yard work. I really, we've been doing a lot of, and by the way, not everybody can do yard work because people live in apartments, but you can get a plant. Now, I know there was a New York article about how, like Gen X or Gen Z or whatever is buying plants, which I think is a bullshit story. And millennials are into plants, but plants are great. And you know what's great is just like getting your hands, like literally getting your hands dirty, like with dirt. I was is saying like, I took a poll on Twitter the other day about do you mow do you ever mow a lawn because I was really missing the feeling of mowing a lawn. No, it's it's just doing some even if you're just tinkering around in a small flower bed, you know, like we've been like planting some things here and kind of like just you know trying to there's putting some you know Zelda planted some some uh, pea pods that we're now growing into we're gonna get we're gonna harvest some peas here. And um, in like in like a thing outside, like it's not a big thing. We got this like copper, like what do you call it? Like a barrel? I don't know what it is. Anyhow, but my point is it's really good to not be looking at the internet and to be doing something with your hands and to be uh, to be specifically doing something with your hands and the earth. First off, it smells amazing. I don't know if you smell dirt, but it's incredible smelling. This is my opinion. You have pika or pika or whatever that is. What is that? Some people have really low on like they have really low um vitamins or minerals and so they just start eating dirt and like yeah i don't have that but that sounds bad <laughs> it makes dirt smell delicious apparently it's a disease D dirt, dirt i think dirt does smell great i think the outdoors smell amazing uh i have a bad sense of smell and it's like one of the few things i seem to be able to smell um, i will say but, my sensory deprivation in that theater every time i went outside and there was like they had all these flower beds that were like filled with fresh flowers i was like i do not appreciate nature enough now that i can't have it i was like every moment i spend among the earth i was really becoming poison ivy in that marvel movie theater yeah yeah no i get it 
anyhow, so that's my so so whether you have a yard and you can go out into it or a park nearby that you can go out into. I mean, obviously you can't like just start digging up a park, but um, I recommend even a small plant. And not because it's trendy, but because, by the way, like when adults, when people are adults, they just get plants. That's what happens. I don't think it's a trend. I think it's like people, the millennials are now adults and they have houses and apartments and they're like, I should get a plant. There's like, a trend among millennials for back pain. It literally is like a New York article where it's like all the millennials are getting plants. It's like, you mean people who become adults by plants? Like millennials yeah. are really into taking medications for their heart <sighs> pressure, heart or their mm. blood pressure. I'm so tired of people being grouped into generations. It's such a bad. I mean, I, I, well, I mean, I will say like there are generations and like it's there's a, there's a, though. there's a way to utilize the concept of generations, but also like people are also just people. And like there, there are definitely people in this generation who love plants and the people who hate plants. But my point is get your hands dirty, put the phone down, plant a plant. It'll make you feel amazing. That's my nice thing. All right. And that's it. All right, well, go to the end go. game. We'll talk next week. Yeah, I we'll am, be back next week. We're going to be on time next week. We really are getting this back on schedule. I am. Anyhow, rude. there's a lot more to come, a lot more stuff to happen. It's going to happen. You're going to love it. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Though I've just learned that your family has purchased tickets to a 56-hour movie marathon, but they're not Marvel movies. <laughs>